Excuse me, brothers and sisters, please. If someone could just turn off. King looked out on his people and saw they were in great need. So he did what all great leaders do. He told them the truth. He just said what I think he said. Is this it? This is what I got all those ass whoopings for? I had a dream once. It was a dream that little black boys and little black girls would drink from the river of prosperity, freed from the thirst of oppression. But lo and behold, some four decades later, what have I found but a bunch of trifling, shiftless, Good-for-nothing niggas. And I know some of you don't want to hear me say that word. It's the ugliest word in the English language. But that's what I see now. Niggas. And you don't want to be a nigger. Cause niggas are living contradictions. Niggas are full of unfulfilled ambitions. Niggas wax and wane. Niggas love to complain. Niggas love to hear themselves talk but hate to explain. Niggas love being another man's judge and jury. Niggas procrastinate until it's time to worry. Niggas love to be late. Niggas hate to hurry. Black Entertainment Television is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Usher, Michael Jackson is not a genre of music. And now I'd like to talk about Soul Plane. I've seen what's around the corner. I've seen what's over the horizon. And I promise you, you niggas have nothing to celebrate. And no, I won't get there with you. I'm going to Canada. Was that him? I don't know. How many fingers did he have? I'm sorry, I couldn't get the binoculars out in time. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. What's up, Graham fam? I just want to tell y'all happy MLK Day, man. Y'all show some love today, man. Get that hate out your heart. Put that racism shit to the side. Learn to love somebody, man. Love yourself. Love your family. Love on somebody. Find peace. Peace is what you need, man. Peace is what we all need. We all need to find a little peace, you know what I mean? I got my peace, you grab your peace. We all got peace. You feel me? Something like that. I know Outcast said a lot better than I did, but y'all know what I mean. Happy Monday, everybody. What made you say that? Um, shit, work, man. 
just being at work, just um, just thinking about, just hearing different people talking about today. You know what I mean? Just people expressing themselves about today, how it affects them at work, and how you know, like they, what though? In their everyday me, life. Give me, give me some examples. I know we kind of already talked about it. Oh yeah. But assume. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. You know, I have people at work that were like, I, I don't know why my kids are off today, and you know what I mean? Like they had no. It, it it was it was just another day to them, you know what I mean. Which is which I can understand, you know what I mean, to an extent. Um, but I mean, people put holidays; they'll remember a holiday, which has no meaning whatsoever, as yeah. opposed to a day that um, is to remember somebody. Um, that was meant to remember somebody, you know what I mean, in, in positive, for positive reasons. Sorry, I can't well, let me, let me go ahead, let me go on here and, uh, well, goddamn. Turn off. <laughs> let me, let me fire this, this, this up, because you, when, when you told me about that earlier, number one, this is, oh, yeah, yeah, one, was, yeah, the story was a little bit more in depth. When I explained it to you, that's what I'm, you know I need what you mean? to do that it on was, the air. They yeah. weren't there for that. Yeah, we doing this for them. I, but that's the thing, you know. It was I overheard a conversation. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, between two people, and they were talking about MLK. It came up. You know, one person didn't understand why they their kids weren't in school, and uh, the other person explained it to them. And told them if they go downtown, they'll see a lot of black people walking around. Which is a fact, but the the context that they said that shit yeah, the way in was the context real. that they said it in was not a positive one. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So we got two issues today because your issue is with non-black people and how they view this day. My issue is with black people. And how we view this day. Mm. Uh, I got up this morning and already, I already said to myself I was going to ignore Instagram. And if I wouldn't have done that, I would have seen your post. That's why I definitely got down. That, that's why uh, I wanted you to play that at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's why, you know, I felt like I had it. I just had to get some shit off my chest, man. I was just, you know, I felt like um, <laughs> it it was, that was something that, that you know, it, I, and it wasn't just necessarily that, that conversation. Right. But um, that was just, you know, one that kind of, it threw me off. Um, that, was that the straw? The straw it, that it might, I don't think it was the straw. But it it um it might have been a piece of the straw. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it might have been a piece of the straw that that that, that kind of um it made me click. You know it um it um and I think it might have been just that and just you know a number of things. I just see. You don't like, think that might have already been on your mind, though? It, it, I think it was, you know what I mean? Because I, I'm not going to lie, I, have, I watched. I was watching TV yesterday, mm-hmm. and I seen the president at MLK's church. Yeah. Why? So, and he was there to give a sermon. 
which I didn't listen to. The president? Yeah. Yeah, he gave he a ain't sermon. No... Go ahead. He gave a Let sermon me... at MLK's church. Which, you know, and, and, and I mean, it is what it is. We know what it is. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a visual. It's an optical. Uh, Illusion. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, you know, a, it's smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors, pretty much, you know. To and show that he cares. Solidarity that, with the black community. Yeah, to show that he's standing with the black community and, you know, and this, that, and the third. But I, again, I didn't, you know, I didn't listen to it. I didn't, because I, I really don't feel like he was going to say anything that was profound. Yeah. I kind of felt like I knew what his sermon was going to be. Like you'd you heard it mean? before. Yeah, I don't get that. That's kind of like my my issue with the black community when it comes to our black leaders. I had mentioned um, when I got up and saw Twitter because I, I listened first. I went because I was going to record yesterday, but I but I didn't. I ended up just doing my cinema Sundays and just watching watching the movie. And um, when I got up this morning, uh, I, I have, this is a knock on me. I have forgot. It was MLK birthday until I seen Twitter. And it's niggas arguing with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Why? That's not how you celebrate that shit. And then if it's not that, they trying to argue with white people that don't understand that sh that experience anyway. You wasting your time. And I feel like over time, we kind of touched on it on our episode last year, mm. which is crazy because a year went by super fast. We'll talk about that later too. But it did. It did go by fast because it really doesn't feel like it. I know it doesn't seem like it. Mm. But yo, uh, you made a comment on that MLK episode where you was like, you said something to the effect of the the holiday itself is kind of, I'll just pick a word, you know what I'm saying, that describes how I thank you, you know what I'm saying, because I, I don't remember verbatim what you said, but you was like, it kind of, it, it's a messed up holiday because we're, we're, we're saying we're remembering his birthday. But we are really remembering him getting killed. Yeah. We're not celebrating his life. And then if you try it, like you, you celebrate, this is not how we're going to celebrate a life. Yeah. By getting online. Like you had to get online to tell people to get some peace. Yeah. That, that is very, very significant to me. Because right now, I don't know. I don't know if them, uh, if 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 Martin and Malcolm. What if these niggas was alive? Mm. How different would shit be? And I try, I try. You know that's impossible to. It is, but, but I don't feel like they would have let them live, just like how they they didn't let them live. Right, and I if don't they, feel that they if they. I feel like if they were to still be alive today, they would not be living in America. I got it. And you know what that just made me think of? You remember that picture? Because, you know, the whole time until they killed uh, Malcolm, they was trying to pit these two black yeah. men, these black leaders against each other. And when, and not they, only not only just him and Martin, but him and Elijah Muhammad. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
they were trying to and 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 I feel like that's something and it's you know it's crazy that you that you pulled that you point pinpointed that how they were uh trying to put them together against each other mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's what they're still doing in our community today and and, and really we're kind of doing it if you look at the music bam you just nailed it say it cuz if you look at the music or that's what we doing we we are continuing this um this hatred and separation you know what i mean it's it's becoming it's it's becoming um it's becoming a um uh more so of a uh um it's a spectacle to me yeah it, it it's a spectacle but it sells you know what i mean it sells and it's and it's the and it's 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 and it's a destruction uh, mechanism at the same time. Like it's it's um it does the opposite of unifying. It don't exactly. ever bring people together. It yeah, always it's doing the total opposite. But, yeah, and it's hard. It's it's very difficult to watch. Pause. It is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I uh. It is, and it, very difficult to watch. Very difficult to listen to. Oh man, and read because I be looking at these tweets like I'm, I'm seeing people argue about the most I don't even have a word for it the, I'll, I'll, for the lack of a better term I'll say the dumbest shit yeah. talking, you know what I'm saying every time MLK come up y'all want to talk about how he cheated on Coretta and I'm like yeah I know but remember we was talking about Jesse Jackson Oh man. you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not, not Jesse though not yeah, like Jesse Jesse like MLK I feel like he, yeah, he's got his infidelities, but out of all of our black leaders, the ones that are still alive. But he was a leader, can, though. That's the thing. You can't take away the fact that he was a leader. That's that's mm-hmm. how you know who wasn't leaders. But to me, if they ain't kill you, if yeah, they man. don't kill you, yeah, you weren't a leader. And yeah. the 60s were very violent. I, I looked that shit up today. And I said it last year. I kind of say it every year. But they killed Patrice Lumumba in 1961. The 60s was off the chain. 1961 in they Africa. They the Black Panthers. They killed. Whoever the Black Wait, Panthers. Wait, though. That killed. ain't even. That ain't. You You jumping, cuz. You jumping, my boy. Now, check me yeah. out. You got Patrice Lumumba, 61. 63, Mega Evans. 65, Malcolm. Oh no, 64. You gotta go back to 64. What happened to 64? No, they got Martin last, bro. Telling God, I just looked this up this morning. He died in 68. They did it methodically. Yeah. Yeah. 61 Lumumba, 63 Mega Elvis, 65 Malcolm X, 68 Martin. And in between there, when did Fred Hampton get killed? You know what I'm saying? Like every. They turned Huey Newton into a drug addict. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And people be like, nah, you have to choose to do drugs to do that. Like, no. You put people around. They don't understand how, like, COINTELPRO. All that shit came because of what happened in the 60s. Like, the way black people started to get militant. Because after they killed MLK, Stokely Carmichael, and all them niggas that was teetering the fence on being nonviolent mm-hmm. and and and... Responding, mm-hmm. man, just doing 
protests. Straight up. Stand-ins. Right. Now now the dads are gone, really. Malcolm's gone and Martin gone. But a lot of people talk about Martin Luther King like he's soft. And that's what I kind of want to, like... Because I want to talk about him. Like, they, they do, we know what they did to the entire movement. Because like you said, they killed the, the, the Panthers too. But they did that in a different Put way. Put them in jail. The ones they didn't kill. Right. The ones they did kill. But see, what's ironic, and what I love about black people, the Panthers was kind of birthed out of the 60s. No. Birthed me out of the 60s. What, what you trying to point out over there to me? It's got shit to do with black people and Martin Luther King saying. Yeah, what they saying? Yeah. What you see? What you see? Because yeah, now I feel um, bad. Yeah, they all. My thing, you know what? Like you said, they always want to. Martin was always going to be. They always going to try to put that title on him. Like you said, either he was, either he was soft or he was monotonous, you know what I mean? He was out here doing his thing in these streets, in the middle of that street. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think a lot of black people understood what Martin Luther King was really dealing with they at that time. They don't, but the and thing is, is that, because he had to play, he had to, he was crossing a, a lot of lines, man. Right. He he was he right. was doing this man was talking to the president uh, on like, a regular on the, basis. Yeah, the, the president called the president him. calling him at his house. You say, Martin, uh, what you think? What you think? And, you know what I mean? And, and, it was, and that's part of the that's, sellout. That's that an everyday person. Yeah, you know he that, got labeled as a sellout. But you know, do you know why he was talking to uh, Lyndon B. Johnson like that? <coughs> I felt like he felt like he had to. No, because he did not want to. I'll tell you why. It's because at the time, Vietnam was going on. And he was against the war. Martin Luther King. But Lyndon B. Johnson, he's taken over from the Nixon regime and shit. They want war. He's calling him to because there's black soldiers now. Like, this shit is real now. They, and people yeah. are... JFK then got murdered in front of everybody on national TV. Most of them were going. The 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 issue was with the black soldiers being on the front line. And 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 also, what he was trying to tell the president, he's like, I can't get involved in that. That's not my fight. But I can if we can talk about these things. What MLK, I believe, he really got killed for was that economic shit. He exposed that there weren't just black poor people. Mm-hmm. He was trying like, but a lot of people don't know this about Dr. King, dog. And I, and I, I feel like I gotta get this out. There's a speech that he gave called "To Americas," mm-hmm. and in that speech, that speech is bigger than "I Have a Dream." dream. But they don't push it. I didn't remember it. I had to go back and listen to it. And you know what I'm saying? I didn't even know he had it because they yeah, don't teach he, um, us that shit. Well, yeah. And, and I feel like because that happened, if I'm not mistaken, he, it was at a church when he gave the speech. And he and he didn't really want to go give the speech. Yeah, he, he didn't. 
He wasn't it was it was it was the last speech he gave. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now they let this man rock. He, they killed him last, cause you got you know what I'm saying. We been, we was in the military, so you got to think about the strategy on this. They, but he was the and you he pointed was the least, he you, was the, the least, least violent. violent. You pointed that out on our last episode. <laughs> he was the least violent, but got killed the most. <laughs> Only person got killed worse than him was JFK. Yeah. They we saw J, the they same. they saw JFK on TV. Like nigga, that shit was. That shit was alive. Killed the same way. Yeah. yeah, but they blew his head off. They mm -hmm. shot. They, yeah, they shot him in the face. They shot him both in the Charlie face. Charlie took his head off. You know what I mean? Shot his whole. But see, what it, it, to me is more symbolic with MLK because they shot his. JFK's head blew up. They did knock his head off. They literally blew his brains out. Yeah. With Martin Luther King, though, he got shot in the mouth. I think that was just because. Of I don't care. I said what I. See, symbolically, they shot his whole motherfucking jawbone was gone. They had to reconstruct that shit for the fuck so they could have an open casket for the funeral. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a story I heard be told. Mm. They say that Coretta had to, when she came in there, she broke down because she couldn't recognize, recognize his face. Yeah. So she and a couple of the ladies, you know what I'm saying, they fixed his jawline and all that shit because it was basically all fake. It wasn't no bone in there. He did not have a lower jaw. Yeah. They fucked him up. But she, just like uh, Emmett Till, mama, mm -hmm. she wanted her, she wanted the people to be able to see him. Mm -hmm. Especially black people. All the people that came, you know what I'm saying, to, to see. And she couldn't close the casket. That one, mm -mm. Yeah. But the, but that's why I say it's symbolic for me because I I talk. That's what got him killed. His mouth. He could have felt all those things and didn't have to say anything. But he was saying that shit. But when he brought up when he brought up that money situation, that's when things changed, dog. I don't know why, but America for some reason, especially the IRS. Well, you just said it because we were at war. And, and what 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 does a lot of money go to? Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Just a declaration of war is a million money. dollar deal. Any money to fund a war. Yeah, and you can't so, even be in this war. Like some people, some countries so, can't even be in a war. And during a war, you need a country to be behind you. So in order for the country to be behind you, you need the country to make sacrifices. Huh. So the sacrifices that the country needs to make is look, we ain't gonna have a whole lot of money. <laughs> To be funding this civil rights shit. While this war going, no, not okay. That, go ahead, my bad, the, my bad. The economy itself, you know what I mean. Like you said, he took over from Nixon, so that whole war thing, I feel like it came about at for monetary purposes. You know what I mean? It was, it was a, it was a money maker. He wanted and so, and that, and that was. So the president wanted, he needed the black vote, he needed the black voice, he needed Martin Luther he King, the, the most, soldiers. the most, yeah, and the most nonviolent of them. Now, keep going. But yeah, I felt like, you know, it was, it was, like you said, it, it became an economic thing. Once, once the, uh, like you said, once he started pointing out the fact that, okay, look, there's a lot of, uh, you know, these black people out here ain't going to be the ones that are poor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then he had a group of white people, if I'm not mistaken, 
that were following him and oh, let me, supporting him let me, and talking about Pause him. right okay. there and let me tell you. Andrew Clark. I heard him tell a story about a meeting they had. And uh, they used to say that that ML wasn't really that verbal during their meetings. He did mostly listening. And he would only, if he spoke, everybody shut up. Because cause he getting ready to say, basically, he done heard everybody's ideas. And now he choosing what we going to do and how we going to do it. So, there's, he said one day there was a meeting they was having. And he was like, they ain't going to like it, but... I'm gonna have to get everybody involved. And they was like, what are you talking about? He said, y'all done seen the same things I done seen. Everywhere we go, it ain't just poor black people. There's a real, there's not only a racial divide in America, there's an economic divide and it's affecting not just black people, but Mexicans. You know what I'm saying? It's affecting white people. When white people realize that they were just as poor as us, like, and I'm talking about the whole, his whole cabinet, his whole brain trust pushed against it because he was like, we're going to get the poor people involved because that's more than just black people. And and right, because that's why they go into the military and we fighting for this country. But he also had, he started to, uh, one of my favorite, my favorite line from Malcolm X not the movie, just from Malcolm Elhaj Malik Shabazz. One of my favorite quotes from him is, one of my favorite pastimes is agitating Negroes. One of my favorite Martin Luther King quotes is after they kill Malcolm. And a little bit before he gives this speech that I'm talking about, the two Americas joint, he said, I had a dream, but I'm afraid that it has become a nightmare. Because he started to see what Malcolm was saying. He was, and it's very, very ironic that both of them, towards the end of their lives, started to adopt exactly what the other one was about. So if they could have. And that's why I feel like they had to take Malcolm first. It's almost it's almost like Tupac and Big. It's strategic. You can't kill Malcolm Martin Luther King first. That's just blatant. Like they already like the bitch. Oh, they'll have a ride in this no. bitch. Yeah, but, because but, Malcolm would. Yes, the whole nation the whole would nation. rise up. <laughs> so so you gotta. We, I don't think we dwell on these things enough to really understand what sacrifices they made back then. Like, niggas was getting killed in their yards. They shot Mega Ella in his driveway. Like, at his house getting in his car. Like, what kind of shit is yeah, that? Saying, that's, that's they ain't give a fuck. That stuff is still going on. Right. It yeah. is going on still. But, ain't nobody really... Like, if you talk about it, like, it's somebody right now... Probably if I tried to talk about this in a public setting, come on, dog, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't talk about nothing else, dog, man. It's like, man, y'all don't understand. That's what days like this for me is really about. Because I do not think 
I would have died for these niggas. Because now that's why I asked the question earlier about what if they were still alive. The only way they're both still alive is if they both shut up. sacrifice it'd be flowers blooming in the summertime black sound like old songs smell like good food and it tastes like heart disease but it feel like maze at jazz fest black sound like something that hurt like a hard test black sound like skin like something dark it look like hair yeah black sound like rough hair and good hair look like history sound spiritual black sound like years like working like night Black sound like money, look like Walmart, like corner stores, like cash register singing. Black sound like 400 years, smell like Oprah, impactful like Martin, look like Cicely Tyson, sing like Nina, got a ass like Serena, feel like broken homes in Section 8. Black smell like cracking collard greens. Sounds motivational, feels like church. Look like big Sunday hats and ribbons. Smile like your mama, eyes like the sun. Beautiful child, oh you're the one. Fly like your daddy, make me so happy. Beautiful child, oh you're the one. That's number one. Either that or they become a Jesse or a Sean. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's an interesting point. Like, because there are only X amount of options. There's only so many things you can do. And I think I know, well, I, I think I know. And that's a paradox in itself. It's actually a contradiction in a lot. You can't think and know something. <laughs> you either know or you don't. But yeah, what I. I believe that that two Americas joint where he, I might even put a clip of it in uh, in here. When I heard it and saw how he was getting other races to understand that it's just us today. It's you tomorrow. Dean Lapierre, Mr. Bell, members of the faculty and members of the student body of this great institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. Now there are several things that uh, one could talk about 
before such a large, uh, concerned, and enlightened audience. There are so many problems facing our nation and our world that one could just take off anywhere. But today I would like to talk mainly about the race problem since I'll have to rush right out and go to New York to talk about Vietnam tomorrow and I've been talking about it a great deal uh, this week and weeks before that. But I'd like to use as a subject from which to speak this afternoon the other America. And I use this subject because there are literally two Americas. One America is beautiful for situation. And in a sense, this America is overflowing with the milk of prosperity and the honey of opportunity. This America is the habitat of millions of people who have food and material necessities for their bodies, and culture and education for their minds, freedom and human dignity for their spirits. In this America, millions of people experience every day the opportunity of having life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in all of their dimensions. And in this America, millions of young people grow up in the sunlight of opportunity. But tragically and unfortunately, there is another America. And this other America has a daily ugliness about it that constantly transforms the buoyancy of hope into the fatigue of despair. In this America, millions of work-starved men walk the streets daily in search for jobs that do not exist. In this America, millions of people find themselves living in rat-infested, vermin-filled slums. In this America, people are poor by the millions. And they find themselves perishing on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. In a sense, the greatest tragedy of this other America is what it does to little children. Little children in this other America are forced to grow up with clouds of inferiority forming every day in their little mental skies. And as we look at this other America, we see it as an arena of blasted hopes and shattered dreams. Many people of various backgrounds live in this other America, America, some are Mexican-Americans, some are Puerto Ricans, some are Indians, uh, 
some happen to be from other groups. Millions of them are Appalachian whites. Probably the largest group in this other America in proportion to its size in the population is the American Negro. The American Negro finds himself living in a triple ghetto, a ghetto of race, a ghetto of poverty, a ghetto is to deal with this problem, to deal with this problem of the two Americas. We are seeking to make America one nation, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Now let me say that the struggle for civil rights is a struggle to make these two Americas one America is much more difficult today than it was five or ten years ago. For about a decade or maybe twelve years, we struggled all across the South in glorious struggles to get rid of legal, overt segregation and all of the humiliation that surrounded that system of segregation. In a sense, this was a struggle for decency. We could not go to a lunch counter in so many instances and get a hamburger or a cup of coffee. We could not make use of public accommodations. Public transportation was segregated, and often we had to sit in the back and Within transportation, uh, transportation within cities, we often had to stand over empty seats because sections were reserved for whites only. We did not have the right to vote in so many areas of the South. And the struggle was to deal with these problems. Now certainly they were difficult problems, they were humiliating conditions. By the thousands, we protested these conditions. We made it clear that it was ultimately more honorable to accept jail cell experiences than to accept segregation and humiliation. By the thousand students and adults decided to sit in at segregated lunch counters to protest conditions there. And when they were sitting at those lunch counters, they were in reality standing up for the best in the American dream and seeking to take the whole nation back to those great wells of democracy which were dug deep by the founding fathers in the formulation of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. I don't think, there's a picture of him with those two brothers shaking hands. They showed it at the end of a, uh, one of them Different World episodes. I know you remember. And I always wondered what that conversation was like. Hmm. Malcolm and Martin. Be a fly on now, literally. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like because I, I've always felt bad. Because they died. By our age, they was dead. 
Oh yeah, they was already dead. Man, they was way they was dead. Long time ago. Ten years ago. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and I'm, and I'm like, dang, I haven't done anything. Fred Hampton did more than I did, and they killed him before he was 22. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a, and now I got a daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all boys. Yeah, they murdered him. And, that, and think about that. But now, you, you kind of mentioned it earlier where they don't so much have to do it no more. That was the message. That was the, hey, look, you can say all you want, you know what I mean? But uh, you start getting too many people behind you, start marching. Or, man, when you have a nation, you, you know, I know you know, okay, you didn't listen to, to Pimp a Butterfly before, right? You remember the concept of that album? So who was he talking to the whole time? Throughout that album? Kendrick Lamar. Who was he talking to? Oh, um, really, he was talking to himself. No, no, he was talking to Pac. He, in between all of, all, we gonna be all right, or between all them songs, he was reading the poem. And after the last song, he, and it kept cutting, and then coming, going back to the poem. And then, you know what I'm saying, a song will play, and it'll pick up the last time where the poem left off. And it, by, the, by the end of it, he's talking to Pac, and they play a clip of Pac's audio telling him about why the world is the world. Like, He's like, you don't see a lot of 30. You don't remember to see. You, you man, you a DJ though. You you run through a lot yeah. of motherfucking music, dog. You you can't you don't, you ain't a tastemaker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you, but you are though. But um homies what I learned. The word was respect. Just because you wore a different game color than mine's doesn't mean I can't respect you as a black man. Forgetting all the pain and hurt we caused each other in these streets. If I respect you, we unify and stop the enemy from killing us. But I don't know. I'm no mortal man. Maybe I'm just another nigga. Shit, and that's all I wrote. I was going to call it another nigga, but it ain't really a poem. I just felt like it's something you probably could relate to. Other than that, now that I finally got a chance to holler at you, I always want to ask you, about a certain situation, about a metaphor, actually. Uh, you spoke on the ground. What you mean by that? What the ground represent? The ground is going to open up and swallow the evil. Right. That's how I see it. My world is born. I see, and the ground is a symbol for the poor people. Right. The poor people is going to open up this whole world and swallow up the rich people. Because the rich people are going to be so fat and, and they're going to be so appetizing. You know what I'm saying? Wealthy. Appetizing. The poor are going to be so poor and hungry. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be, they might, it might be some cannibalism out this month. They might eat the rich. You know what I'm saying? All right, so let, let me ask you this then. Do you see yourself as... Somebody that's rich or somebody that made the best of their own opportunities. 
I see myself as a natural born hustler, a true hustler in every sense of the word. I took nothing, I took the opportunities, I worked at the, the most menial and degrading job and built myself up so I can get it to where I owned it. Uh, I went from having somebody manage me to me hiring the person that works my management company. Yeah. I changed everything. I realized my destiny in a matter of five years, you know what I'm saying, and made myself a millionaire. Right. I, made, I made millions for a lot of people, now it's time to make millions for myself, you know what I'm saying? I made millions for the record companies, I made millions for these movies, companies now and make millions for, for us and through your different avenues of success how would you say you managed to keep a level of sanity by my faith in God by my faith in the game and by my faith in all all good things come to those that stay true right you know what I'm saying and and, and it, it was happening to me for a reason you know what I'm saying I was noticing shit I was I was punching the right buttons and it was happening so it's no problem, you know. I mean, it's a problem, but I'm not finna let them know. I'm finna go straight through. Would you consider yourself a a fighter at heart or somebody that somebody that only reacts when they back is against the wall? Shit, I like to think that in every opportunity I've ever been uh, threatened with resistance, I, it's been met with resistance. And not only me, but it goes down my family tree. You know what I'm saying? It's in my veins to fight back. All right, well, how long you think it take before niggas be like, we fighting a war, I'm fighting a war, I can't win, and I want to lay it all down? In this country, a black man only have like five years we can exhibit maximum strength. And that's right now, while you a teenager, while you still strong, while you still want to lift weights, while you still want to shoot back. Because once you turn 30, it's like they take the heart and soul out of a man, out of a black man in this country. And you don't want to fight no more. And if you don't believe me, you can look around. You don't see no loud mouth 30-year-old motherfuckers. What Pac was telling him is that you don't, you don't, you don't hear a lot of loud mouth 30-year-olds. Because when you in your twenties, they spend your whole twenties trying to shut you up, and when you get to your thirties, he was like, "You you got more shit to worry about, and you see what didn't happen to other people because they That's still what I say, said man. That's why you turn into a Jesse or an Al. You got to get this money, you know, and, and that is crazy, man. To to the point where at the same time, it's like damn." So where did we go? So what did they die for if I can't be upset because a nigga is more worried about bitches today and going to a barbecue and being off work than they is about the man who died just because he loved us. Like you gotta understand. What I love about those two men, Malcolm and Martin, is that not saying other black people didn't, but they loved us, dog. I'm saying us, and I wasn't even alive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, they, no matter how people viewed it, I, I always viewed it as that's the closest thing I get to. That it's kind of why I can believe in a Jesus. Mm. And then, you know what I'm saying? Because those two dudes, they really died for their people. Yeah. Martin, one man we know it was a white dude, but Malcolm was killed by black people, dog. Yeah. And the feds didn't blame. You like, well, we ain't gonna right get into that. Shows, we, you uh, know what I'm saying? That right there shows you though that you know what I mean. It's the, but you know for us to 
but for us to um, think that we we couldn't be um, our own people couldn't be manipulated or bought, you know what I mean? That's what beats that, us every time, and that's what it is. Cause and that's what they continue to use um, to control us and keep us at certain levels. You know what I mean? Even the people who have, who are, made it. yeah, who quote made unquote, it, quote unquote, made it. You know, they're just, they become gatekeepers. The billionaires and the, um, yeah, they become gatekeepers because somebody is keeping that gate on them. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's a gla- it's a glass ceiling. Yeah, you know they you have the appearance of making it, but then that's the thing. Once Only you, for our benefit. Though. Once you once they get there, cause that's why you don't hear from them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because they, you, you don't hear nothing from them. You know what I mean. You don't hear nothing from them no more. They you doing don't, work. Yeah, they, they, in they work. Not only that, but they um know that if they are to either speak out or say mm-hmm. something that's not in line with what pulling the rug, yeah, pulling the rug, they know the jig that is all up. of that. Yeah, it's hey, you know, it's gone, buddy. Get sorry, your chance. Sorry, sorry, sport. Yeah. But you uh you really fucked the fuck the pooch on this one. You know? <laughs> this is this is you know what I'm saying. But that's what it be, and, and that's what the truth. You know, when it come down to that, then it's like okay, now once we we as a, that's the thing though. There's so many of us who don't understand that, or they they refuse to understand that, and so I think it's more that they don't. I I, I gotta what I had to learn what to do. I had to learn how to. Take it easy on my people, our mm-hmm. people, because we didn't. We don't have, even though we're in the information age, a lot of people don't know where to go or even have a reference to learn about some of this shit. If we weren't interested in it, and in, in, the, in the age we are, because we kind of in that middle, that you middle know what range, it really is though. Cause care probably at the end of the day. Our so-called leaders are scam artists, man. Oh yeah. And so we looking at that, we we don't have nobody. There's nobody there at a pot that you can think about it. There's nobody for the most part. There's few, and they and the thing about it is, is that they get criticized. You know what I mean? You got a handful of people that are able to speak out and and um. And have a message, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and it be to the positive. It's it's something that is uplifting, at the same time, but it's somewhat controversial, you know what I mean. And so, with it being controversial, we doubt it because mm-hmm. we don't. We the thing is, is we're so caught up in this thing. Even the people we we look at it and we like. There's people who can't fathom that there are black people that will follow somebody like Trump. And it's like, how? When they've been following him for, before he even thought he president. was the president. Yeah. You know what I mean? They there was people him. rocking with him even after they mm-hmm. knew what he did with the New York Five. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It was still people on his team. Like, you know what I mean? Screaming his name, putting him in rap songs. And so it was... <laughs> People, it was people in this in, the, in our community, you know what I mean, that knew. 
ahead of time. And so it's like, why are you even surprised now? Like, you know what I mean? Y'all haven't really, I guess y'all haven't done, really done y'all's, y'all haven't done y'all's homework, homework at all. You know what I mean? At, on, on any of these people. And so the, the fact that any of this is a surprise to you. Sometimes you just gotta go. You will never know what you could ever be. If you never try, you will never see. Stayed in Africa, we ain't never leave. So, one no slave in our history. One no slave ships, one no misery. Call me crazy, or isn't he? See, I fell asleep and I had a dream. It was all black, everything. White man ain't fearing, so he did not destroy it Wayne worked for free, see they had to employ it Built it up together, so we equally appointed First 400 years, see we actually enjoyed it Constitution written by W.E.B. Du Bois Well, no reconstruction, civil war, got avoided Little black Sambo grows up to be a lawyer Extra, extra, on the newsstands Black woman voted head of Ku Klux Klan Malcolm Little dies as an old man Martin Luther King read the eulogy for him Followed by Bill O'Reilly who read from the Koran President Bush sends condolences from Iran Where Fox News reports live That Ahmadini Jai wins the Mandela Peace Prize You never know what you could ever be If you never try, you will never see Stayed in Africa, we ain't never leave So it was no slaves in our history When no slave ships, or no misery Call me crazy Keeping it real's not an understood concept. Yeah, complexion's not a contest. Cause racism has no context. Hip hop ain't got a section called conscious. Everybody rapping like crack never happened. Crips never occurred, no bloods to attack then. Matter of fact, no hood to attack in. We might, we had to take a break because. I don't know what happened, but yeah, my uh, America's a joke. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many words. Fit in. Man, and shout out to MLK. I wish they wouldn't have had to die for that, but because we, we just the shout out to the Mexican. Like somebody's got to <laughs> do a movie about this, man. Somebody <laughs> right? got to do a movie on on yeah. Santos. <laughs> Some they gotta change the name. It'll be like Rodriguez. <laughs> oh man, girl, why is that shit so hilarious to us? This man didn't. I keep thinking behind enemy lines, nigga. Like that's what. Like how, how did he do that? That's some real. You had to. That's some James Bond. You shit without a gun. You gotta. Be. You gotta be like. And then to like, and then sit there in their face, like, in Congress, like, what? Republican Santos. President. No, President. I mean, shit. They like, damn. Here. Yeah. Here. He like, yeah. Y'all see me. See. See. Y'all see me, huh? You see.
seen I me. thought I was going to show up, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Uh. It's you that big body being, huh? It's you that ain't got no friends, huh? Oh, man. Hey. <laughs> you done been to college, huh? <laughs> you ain't only been to one school, you done been to two, huh? You was a volleyball champ, huh? <laughs> Hey, I'm talking about. You ain't even tripping. You got two <laughs> degrees, huh? <laughs> no, no. Hey, you you got to play it, huh? <laughs> you ain't scared, huh? <laughs> hey. Oh man, <laughs> Santos. <laughs> You gotta go to court, uh. oh, <laughs> and that should be his theme song. Every right. time we see him, right. that's what we need to play, huh? For real, <laughs> but, <laughs> shout out to Juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he did oh, that. Man. He did that, bro. <laughs> you... He did that. He did. He pulled. I'm telling you, it is not possible unless Malcolm and Martin really did change the dynamics of that racial divide with some of them. Because there are remnants of both of them. And and those people, the because there are a lot of good. We do have more black leaders than we think we do. We're just not as privy to all of them. And, And they've made strides like through just art you know what i'm saying artists have done that shit james baldwin nikki giovanni you know what i'm saying uh zora neale hurston maya angelou like you know what i'm saying like we got a lot like the directors that we get like the people like through the artistry we kind of get that's where i be following like people that their ideologies i feel like that was the only that we were given to an extent call and because if you do it in any other Avenue, you have to compete to an extent, you know what I mean? And then you have to understand too, though, a lot of those, they were either those businesses were dealing with certain boundaries, you know what I mean? Hmm. There, were, there were boundaries that they were coming across that, you know, other businesses didn't have to deal with. Right. And so the, I feel like they, they we were being limited, even. It seemed like to depending on you know unless you even if you had something to create of your own you know what I mean if there was competition please believe somebody came to see you you know what I mean like literally like yeah, somebody physically came, yeah to see you like, hey, come with know. us or that nigga is with them and they get ready to sit down where you at yeah. Like, so it, it was it's a lot there was a lot and then, then like you like you said or like we were speaking of you had to keep a lot of it you know under wraps under wraps and you know and, and just move and move in silence you know and and that's the thing I feel like we we don't have no like you said there and then unless you are come in contact with them or they make themselves known, you know, then a lot of us don't feel like there's someone there. Right. You know what I mean? It's just a word and, at this point. And then, yeah, and then TV. And, 
puts these other people in front of us on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to think these athletes. First of all, they're young. You know, they're 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 getting more income than anyone they've ever met, and that's what I mean. So it's like, is there? There's got it. There's a lot of pluses that came from their deaths. I just wish they didn't have to die in order for all this stuff. Because we do, there's a lot of things. Because to me, that's a positive thing. Because it's not just, I think that they opened it up to where things have progressed in a manner to where everybody, not just black people, but everybody has an opportunity to at least make the attempt to be equal financially. There's certain things. Uh, I, I feel say, like to an extent, because it is. It's somewhat of a mirage because at the same time... We, 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 we spoke about that a little earlier. We, you know, you're going to have... I feel like there's... Um, unless you get that one avenue, you know what I mean? You come across that one avenue of something that um, either that niche that hasn't been um, touched on mm. or that... Um, that that one thing that um, was yet to be created, but it's something that is universal. You you you're like you're betting on you know what I mean you you blowing dust into the wind <laughs> and just hoping <laughs> that oh, one drop of dust land on that millionaire's hand. Mm. You know what I mean? And he sees it and like and notices you. Was that your you know piece, what I mean? oh, piece, was of, that your piece of dust? dust from way over there? You know what I'm saying? And it's like you you know, you're hoping, you know, you're hoping that that's the that's the case. And and or you're just praying. You just happen to, you know, I'll I'm a, a prime example cause that um um, when we was watching a different world, we were watching the the you know when they reunion yeah. with the cast, yeah, yeah, and um, uh, shout out to these Jaleesa, LOL. <laughs> yes, uh, Jaleesa, um, Don Lewis, Don Lewis says she when she gave out the scholarship. Oh man, you know what I mean? That was ill. That was it was and it was a blessing, you know what I mean, for that child. But at the same time, there's so many other children because there are so many of us that... And there's enough celebrities that should be able to uh, do that for them. Like, I feel like a lot... Like, it feels like what you're saying is we could be doing way more with what we we have in our community. If we would have came... Think about this. Many things were gained as a result of these years of struggle. In 1964, the Civil Rights Bill came into being after the Birmingham Movement, which did a great deal to subpoena the conscience of a large segment of the nation to appear before the judgment seat of morality on the whole question of civil rights. After the Selma Movement in 1965, we were able to get a voting rights bill now, all of these things represented strides, but we must see that the struggle today 
is much more difficult. It's more difficult today because we are struggling now for genuine equality. And it's much easier to integrate a lunch counter than it is to guarantee a livable income and a good solid job. It's much easier to guarantee the right to vote than it is to guarantee the right to live in sanitary, decent housing conditions. It is much easier to integrate a public park than it is to make genuine quality integrated education a reality. And so today we are struggling for something which says we demand genuine equality. It's not merely a struggle against extremist behavior toward Negroes. And I'm convinced that many of the very people who supported us in the struggle in the South are not willing to go all the way now. I came to see this in a very difficult and painful way in Chicago over the last year where I've lived and worked. Some of the people who came quickly to march with us in Selma and Birmingham were active around Chicago. And I came to see that so many people who supported morally and even financially what we were doing in Birmingham and Selma were really outraged against the extremist behavior of Bull Connor and Jim Clark toward Negroes rather than believing in genuine equality for Negroes. And I think this is what we've got to see now, and this is what makes the struggle much more difficult. And so as a result of all of this, we see many problems existing today that are growing more difficult. It's something that is often overlooked but Negroes generally live in worse slums today than 20 or 25 years ago. In the North, schools are more segregated today than they were in 1954 when the Supreme Court's decision on desegregation was rendered. Economically, the Negro is worth worse off today than he was 15 and 20 years ago. And so the unemployment rate among whites at one time was about the same as the unemployment rate among Negroes. But today the unemployment rate among Negroes is twice that of whites. And the average income of the Negro is today 50% less than whites. And as we look at these problems, we see them growing and developing every day. And we see the fact that the Negro economically is facing a depression in his everyday life that is more staggering than the depression of the 30s. The unemployment rate of the nation as a whole is about 4%. Statistics would say from the Labor Department that among Negroes it's about 8.4 percent. 
But these are the persons who are in the labor market, who still go to employment agencies to seek jobs, and so they can be calculated. The statistics can be gotten because they are still somehow in the labor market. But there are hundreds of thousands of Negroes who have given up. They've lost hope. They've come to feel that life is a long and desolate corridor for them with no exit sign. And so they no longer go to look for a job. There are those who would estimate that these persons who are called the discouraged persons would be six or seven percent in the Negro community. And that means that unemployment among Negroes may well be 16 percent. And among Negro youth in some of our large uh, urban areas, it goes to 30 and 40 percent. And so you can see what I mean when I say that in the Negro community, that is a major, tragic, and staggering depression that we face in our everyday lives. Yes. Think about if after we got to a point, you know, once you finish middle school and you get into high school, they kind of have an idea of what your learning level is. You know what I mean? Word based off of just you know kind of to the based off that curriculum based off the american school system curriculum for whatever state it is that you live in mm -hmm. so based off of that they kind of have an idea of where you are so when you get to high school you know if you're going to be in the honors classes or if you're going to be in the ap classes or if you, you know what i mean mm -hmm. you know they have an idea because that start that you it's gonna be appearing on your schedule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honors, H O N. Yeah, and so yeah. It, the, I feel like if we as a community were to come together and not just with the school that we were with the learning that we took from the public school or whatever private school or where we went. You know what I mean? Because everybody lives in different neighborhoods. But if we were to come together after that and and teach each other, you know what I mean? And help those. Because think about it, cuz. As a community, if we go back to, if you think back to how we were as tribes, the tribe taught everyone. You know what I mean? If there was always somebody who was better than everyone but everyone knew how to do you know what I mean and if they didn't then the tribe made sure you were at least up to par you know what I mean mm -hmm. they, there was a standard you know what I mean mm -hmm. and they made sure that you were at least up to that standard if we were to have done that as a people cause as a community here in America then we, and we were able to teach each other and get each other up to par, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I feel like we could have moved more efficiently. That would because with the education, then we could have made a way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We could have done a lot of these things. We could have had a lot of, um, I feel like we could have had a lot of different materials or um, tools to better ourselves, you know what I mean? And to make sure that um, 
at least for the most part, we know that, look, we're able to adapt to your system and um, elevate over your system. You know mm. what I mean? And create our own system. You know what I mean? Within your system. You said you know how you sound like? You sound like uh, Goldie's brother in the Mac. Remember when he found him after he had got out of uh, prison and shit and, we, and, and was getting back on his feet? And their brother was like, We got to build the black community within, but without the white community. Like, that was what he, you know what I'm saying? That's when Max Julian walked in on. That way, you know what I'm saying? And everybody was like, Right on, brother! Right on! Like, it was an epic dog. They were wilding. But, but it has to be. You have to realize that's why I love Lovecraft Country. But it has it we do but it's because when it happens, when we do it, it, they always find a way to kill it. You know what I'm saying? And and that's and I feel you. I understand where you're coming from. So psychologically I think that somewhere like it's hard to judge a group of uh, like all of us, like cause some of us have it, some of us don't. Cause you know you remember the million okay, million prime man example Mar- million man march. Even, even though this you know this is something different and in Colorado, cause I I remember we was in Colorado they stopped the they blocked us on the interstate when they killed that dude and um I I I'm, I hated that I can't remember his name but the the um the brother that they the police killed in um, Colorado Darden. Was that his name? The one that left the manifesto. Uh, that used to that was ex military. I can't remember. I, I think it was because they had because they blocked the whole. I'm talking about for one from one minute to the next. The whole road was blocked. Or they had the whole interstate blocked, and we had to turn around. But I was like, man, you know, and that was the thing. I was like, in Colorado, man, they really the West Coast. I feel, period. They are more willing to step out in the street and march at, at the mm. minimal. You know what I mean? And they gon' they will ride, but um, at at the minimum they gotta march and be seen and heard. Mm. We watched it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that's not we. If we do it here, it's not to say that we don't, but. It's not on the, I don't feel like it's on the magnitude and it doesn't, they don't let it get to the level that it does in the West Coast. You know what I mean? If, if it is done, but, um, it's just dangerous. It is. It's dangerous you know, because cause we do live in the South still, you know, and, and all it take, it don't even take the police, you know, to, to do something crazy. Nope. Some crazy that happened to you. Know, you. Got stand, but, you got to stand back and stand by, boys. And that's why it goes all the way back. <laughs> Sit back and stand by. Hey, the, uh, <laughs> my daddy called him Jeff Davis boy. Jeff Davis boy. Hey, you know Trump I mean? killed me with that. You know what? 
I gotta give it to him, man. He was like, no, I ain't gonna say that, man. He, you talking about? I got to give it to him. No, you don't. You don't have to. You can because you free, but you ain't got to do nothing but stay black and die. That was right. You know what I'm saying? That shit, I can't. Those were not the views of Trill Spill with Will. That was that's Trill Spill with Spence. You know? <laughs> No, but no, go ahead, cuz say what you were saying. He did, man, he did not. He gave zero fucks. <laughs> yeah, and that's that why I'm with, because I feel you, and I, a little bit because I'm with Shane Gillis. Like I told y'all, like when he was like. Like, I'll never watch a debate ever again. Can you imagine, like, just a regular debate now? After we witnessed, like, we witnessed the GOAT. Undefeated in debates. And he never said a fact. <laughs> you know how impressive that is? He was funny and he argued like a fifth grader. He was unstoppable. People would try to hit him with statistics and facts. He would just go, wrong. <laughs> like, Holy fuck, dude. How was no one prepared for this? Go back and watch those debates. You forget how, how, good, how electric that shit was. Don't tell your friends in Austin. They'll be mad. <laughs> Just get a six-pack, toss on a Trump highlight video on YouTube. It's a good night, dude. Why? I went back. I watched his first debate. That's, like, my favorite one. At the time, Trump was polling at, like, less than 1%. Like, he was... No one liked him. If you guys like him now, you didn't back then. And I know that, because my dad... I watched my dad. My dad, at the time, he would, like... Anytime Trump even came on TV, my dad would be like, Get this fucking joker. Get him off the fucking screen. And then now my dad's like, you know, fucking guys can't go to the Capitol? <laughs> He's like, guys can't have fun anymore? <laughs> He's like, and it was because of the debates. That's what did it, dude. That's how we got Trump, these debates. And the first one is the best one. So it's a Republican primary, everyone's up on stage, and they're all still doing their political shit. So like the first couple guys that talk are like, I'm from Kentucky, and I love education. And the crowd's like, nice. We didn't know what was coming. And the next guy's like, I'm from Georgia and I love religion. And the crowd's like, pretty good. This is a good one. This is a heated debate. And then it finally got to Trump's turn to talk and he was just like, Rand Paul is ugly? And the whole crowd was like, oh! We didn't know you could do that in this. You can just do that as your thing. And Rand Paul was like, all right, everybody, settle down. We're trying to have a debate here. And the whole crowd was like, shut the fuck up, Rand Paul. <laughs> Ugly bitch. <laughs> and we just kept throwing dorks up on stage to make them debate Trump. And it was not fair. It was mean for us to have done that to people. These guys were in politics their whole lives. And they just had to debate a fucking maniac up there who didn't give a fuck, dude. And I hate to, <laughs> it was fun to cheer for him in the debates. It was fun to cheer for him in the debates. Because he, dude, he was going up against guys that had been in politics for like 40 years. And then he showed up to the event like, oh, fuck it, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, it was like, he had no clue. Every week he had no fucking idea. There's one debate, there's one debate he's like in the middle of it going back and forth about the economy with Ted Cruz. They're literally talking about the economy. And in the middle of it he's just like, Ted's wife, ugly as a dog. <laughs> like, dude. Holy shit, dude. 
And Ted, Ted was like, I'm from Texas. You don't talk about a man's family like that. You've got a dog wife, Ted. <laughs> it was like... Everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, and a week later, Ted Cruz was on TV like, I support Donald J. <laughs> it's like, you pussy. I will say this. The one thing that sucked about Trump losing was, for me, was because I just figured out kind of how to do his voice. Which that's kind of a bummer that I just, it's not hard to do Trump. It's very, all you have to do, that, just do that. Do that a second off from where it should be in the sentence. And then all you, like, you don't have to sound like him. All you have to do is like get his cadence down. It's very easy. All you have to do is like describe something and then say you described it that way. That's it. It's every time, like, if you, what a big room this is. I walked in here, I said, wow, what a big room. <laughs> That's it. Every time. Austin. A lot of homeless. <laughs> I walked in here, I said, wow, that's a lot of homeless. <laughs> you guys got it, you got a lot of homeless. You got to, what are you guys doing about it? Whatever you guys are doing is not working. So switch. I don't know what to do either. You got a dog wife, Ted. Like, hey, man. Because all Shane oh, Gillis man. was asking, he was like, I'm not saying anything. Before anybody gets upset, I'm not saying anything about him being president. We all agree he should have never been president. But can we all agree that he was yeah. fucking hilarious? Yeah. Like... He's stupid as fuck. Like he said that it was a hurricane, right? He was like, "Y'all want me to nuke it? <laughs> I will shoot. We'll shoot. We'll shoot him. We'll shoot a warhead. Like bitch, what? It's a tornado. Oh, y'all don't want me to do that? Y'all don't think I'll do it? But I, man, I'm just playing. No, you weren't. You're an idiot. But, but the amount of people." That was like the new Trump supporters are who people I think are mad at. The people that, because they're not, because anybody that was already on, I ain't here to talk about them. Because you can think about, you can live, you can choose whatever you love. I don't give a damn. Really? Killed ours. They just won the championship. Oh, see, and that's why. Oh man, they died in a car crash. Oh bro. man, think about it. Think about it. Mm. Think about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Because you know what was going on. Mm-hmm.
was ejected from his car during that crash. I want you to listen now to uh, no. sound from his aunt and uncle who said that Devin would have turned 21 years old next month and before this crash, he was on top of the world. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's always something. Somebody had to know. Somebody on his team knew. This has turned into the MLK slash Representative Santos <laughs> episode. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, shit. The shit is going on. It's some wild shit, man. Shout out. Uh, uh, rest in peace to all the... Oh, man. Black kids that, that have died recently that CNN is forcing us to watch. Well, that's why I keep turning my back to that shit. Cause I don't even want to look... And they, they just showed the MLK parade and then showed us that this nigga's going up for capital murder. For killing another star basketball player in college. He going, he, so you didn't kill they star player and you going to, you and another player going to prison. No, three lives ruined. An old boy who died with his girlfriend, I guess, like that white girl. I don't know. The dude that died right after the Championship game. That's it's a lot of it's a lot of black death. That's part of life, though. I'm trying to understand that. For some reason, they're talking about. But why they don't do that? I don't know. People were drinking and driving. I wonder if that was their situation. Who knows? I hope not. Because then it's going to turn into. They wish that white girl was never with this. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, it could have been everybody. Yeah, it, it, and it has been everybody. But everybody has lost something. At the same time, though, she knew when she got in the car with him, with it, you know. Unless she was intoxicated, just as well. Either way, I'm pretty sure they were both intoxicated. Mm hmm. But she, you know, she took the same risk. Mm -hmm. And with that said, neither one of them deserved to die. No. We're not saying that. Yeah. We're saying that if you fucked up and you're driving. Yeah. But the person that ain't driving. Yeah, they had an option. You got to You got to know. I be trying to tell my daughter to remember that. When she be jumping in cars with people, like, don't be jumping in cars with people. That's why you can't. Yeah. Be like, be like Doughboy. I mean, I'd be like, be like Trey. There you go. Hey, Doe, let me out. Let me out. <laughs> Doe, let me out. <laughs> oh, man. That's how different uh, menace and boys, the hood to, uh, I don't say boys to men. Boys, boys in the hood, hood was. Because mm -hmm. you saw different, you know what I'm saying? Them niggas, you like, 
Lorenz Tate did not want to talk. Yeah, like, these motherfuckers kill your cousin. These niggas kill your motherfucking cousin. You looking like a bitch right now, King. Shit, ain't no letting you out. Doughboy felt it, though. Like, it's my brother. Let this nigga out. He ain't about that life like that. Like, he let him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he let him out. I was blown when he talking about he coming. But yeah, that's what this episode has turned into. Cause I'm, I don't know if I'm mad at that guy. I don't know if that affects my life. Does Santos uh, affect you? Um, you? No, but it, to me, I, I I feel like it just he he opened a door. He mm. I feel like he had a, he he clearly had a purpose. You know what I mean? The thing about it is, is they don't really know who he is. Where he came from. They don't know his mental state. Who sent you? Yeah. How did you get here? I did. For real. His, their, their song should be Deborah Cox. How did you get here? <laughs> and his song should be Huh by Juvenile. Got some service subpoena for perjury, huh? <laughs> that was that nerve, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I ain't. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-mm. Why did they not know that Santos was not a Jewish last name? Now, hey, who did they think he was with the last name Santos? Oh. And they just let him ride. They ain't from Goldman Sachs. City, you say Citibank? City Group. City Group? Mm. That's bigger than bank. I know. It's different. A lot of people don't know that. But. You thought this rubbish just bone in that shit right now. Pause. Oh, who did the ultimate? Well, nobody has taught that. Mm -mm. It's never been done. Not on, no, not unless you was a white man. And damn, to be caught mm. and buck and be like, I ain't going, I ain't going nowhere. nowhere. This is my job, guys. I'm here. You thought I did all this to get here? You gonna think that I had a safe, a, a, a fail safe? Uh, he got a job for what, the next? He might end up dead. <laughs> and that's sad to say, I ain't even playing. Well, he's got a guaranteed job. Hold on. <laughs> oh, man. How long is the term of a first year senator? Senate.gov. Senators are elected to six-year terms, and every two years the members of one class, approximately one-third of the senators, face election or re-election. Six years, he got a check on the government. On the house. What? Literally. And I'm telling you, man, they only mad because Somebody did it. 
And then him. when he leaves, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> he gets a check for life. Mm. Mm. But he got to do the six. Yeah. As long as they don't get voted out. And every two years, they're going to try him with that shit, too. Well, they don't have to. It doesn't have to be him. That's the thing. He might can make a 40 year before he get after, you know what I mean? Or it might be his sixth year he has to, um... It must be based on if his seat gets challenged by another, by somebody else. I don't know. I think it. I think it ran. It says it's random. Like every two years, uh, randomly, you do a random election where you have to challenge, um, or where your seat has to be challenged. But that's the thing. If nobody does challenge them, then that's different. Right. That's like that movie you seen. Uh, Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis, mm -hmm. candidate. That's like that shit. They they, they just threw him up there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But that's what he was doing. That's what Will Ferrell was doing, just coasting. Like, up, oh, sign this paperwork. Ain't nobody challenging me. Hold on now. <laughs> there is somebody. What do you mean there's somebody? <laughs> <laughs> there's never anybody. <laughs> I'm, Cam, I'm Cam Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Can't breathe old twelve. Man. I think it's time we sign off. Okay. Yo, one time for MLK, man. Y'all. Buck, buck. Listen. I know they always say that uh, MLK had a dream, you know. But the thing is, is that it wasn't all about a dream. It was about us um, standing for ourselves as a people, you know what I mean? Rising above um, our circumstances, rising above our... Um, disadvantages. Yeah, our disadvantages. Um, things that were put in front of us. And at the same time, you have to love your neighbor, which is not easy. You know what I mean? And we have to love each other as a culture and as a people. Um, I feel like we have to do that first in order to be able to love others and show others love. Because within us, we have that love within us already. You know what I mean? We um, are, Our culture is community. And within the community, there's love. So, and within the community, there's understanding which I feel is most important, mm. you know, because yeah. that goes along with the love. Even if you don't love your brother, you can still understand them, you know what I mean? And so, um, I think that's what needs to be remembered on this day. Mm-hmm. But y'all don't hear me though. Knew that was coming. Mm. Mm. Y'all yeah, music. Let me eat this chicken. I'm about to be extra black for the rest of the day. Because that is part of it. 
the holiday. It just can't be the only thing. Can you dig it?